0: What's up? This is Johnny Taco here for another episode of Taco Talk. I have a author here, a man of God, uh, Tony Green. He will be speaking about a little bit about his journey and also his book, uh, Triumph Surrender. So, um, but before I get the the um, the show started, I wanted to give out a heartfelt prayer to the uh, nineteen children and the uh two teachers that were unfortunately slain in a high school shooting i mean that's high school sorry elementary shooting um i have friends that have uh nieces and nephews that unfortunately um passed away because of that um that incident with the uh, with the 18 year old that did um over there in uh uvalde texas so you know if uh, y'all would please um uh, pray for, for them, um, I'll say a little prayer real quick, uh, Lord, please guide the family, uh, the friends, the loved ones of, um, uh, the poor, unfortunate souls that had to leave early, uh, we know in your plan that they're all up in heaven, um, smiling upon, and soon will be reconnected with the ones who are still living, Lord, um, I pray for comfort for those who, um, who are going through this ordeal, um, that has been very hurt towards, uh, this ungodful incident that happened. Um, Lord, um, I pray that the, that the people seek, uh, your understanding and your bigger picture to. It's okay to mourn for a little bit, but just to rest assured that they are now in your arms. In your name, amen. All right, let's get on with right. the show. And um, five, four, three. All right, welcome back. Uh, I have today a very special treat. I have a author, Tony Green. He made millions in corporate America, slept homeless and hopeless on an inner city sidewalk. But he he found a way through God to turn everything around. And uh, with his new book, Triumph Over Surrender, The Essentials for Thriving in Triumph, um, is, is his stepping stone to show the world that God is real. God is here and God will comfort you and protect you along the way. So, uh, without any more hesitation. Hey, Tony. Hey, Johnny, how
1: you doing,
0: buddy? I'm doing good. I'm trying to, um, trying to stay out of the heat. You know, it's only going to get hotter, you, you know, from Texas. so.
1: Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. You know? Uh, My my roots are in Texas. Two of my siblings and I, uh, we grew up there. uh, And number one, I really appreciate the prayer for uh, the folks in Uvalde uh, and the the ones, uh, the victims that were slain. Uh, That's near and dear to our heart because it's such close proximity. Uh, But the second thing I'm going to tell you is uh, having Texas roots, I have never met a taco that I didn't fall in love with. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be on this show. When I saw there was a podcast called Johnny Taco, I was like, I'm going after this one. So, I appreciate you having me on.
0: You know, I get a, I get people that had like a little misunderstanding. They go, is this a cooking show? Is he going to teach us how <laughs> to make the ultimate taco? You know, I, I'm at war with a couple of uh, guests that I have saying that San Antonio tacos are the best. And no, Houston tacos are the best. I go, you know what? Dallas tacos by by on are, are the best in the business so but thank you for coming on the show. Um, so tell us a little something about you.
1: You bet uh, Johnny I was um, uh, born in small town Arkansas I moved to Houston, Texas when I was 13. I was youngest of five siblings uh, grew up in a household that uh, even though nobody knew it on the outside there was a lot of abuse and neglect in that household. All five of us kids were affected by it pretty significantly, uh, and uh, you know we all spun out in different directions. I've got a I've got a sister who's a Christian author and speaker. Uh, I've got another sister who has um, struggled with alcoholism her entire life. I've got a brother that was a Broadway was a comp, um, conductor for Broadway shows, incredibly musically talented. Uh, but the way that I spun out, Johnny, is I spun out, I had a wound from early childhood that was about being, feeling unloved and feeling rejected. And so the way I spun out, I didn't grab hold of the cross like my kid sister. Uh, I decided that if I performed well, that people would love me, you know? And so that, that went through quarterback on the high school football team. That, that was even showed out making uh, 399 points out of 400 in college calculus everything to me was if i performed well people would love me that's just a misconception i had but that fueled me to great success in corporate america uh, i was uh, i worked for coca-cola for 22 years i spent 11 of those as a vice president for coca-cola made millions of dollars over the years uh got six figure bonuses um you know I, it, pretty much everything i touched and now i wouldn't i wasn't in the kingdom yet I didn't become a believer until I was 40 years old uh, and really didn't catch traction until 13 or 14 years after that. But uh, because I kept one toe in the kingdom and about nine toes in the world. But um, everything, I everything that i touched in corporate America turned to gold. And then in 2006, 2007, Johnny, I, I missed three big time promotions. Now, these promotions would have sent me into the stratosphere financially. And, and I think God was going, this kid doesn't need any more ego, you know? So I missed all three of those promotions, Johnny. And I ended up feeling the rejection, uh, that was my deep, deep wound. I performed so well. And all of a sudden the company i had been loyal to for 20 years, wasn't loyal to me. And man, I jumped in the bottle of a, uh, bottom of the bottle of vodka and I stayed there for a while. Uh, and so, um, my My story and when we when we uh, get to all of it, uh, it, it's a crazy story, you know, because it's like I've been on top of the world. I've, I've got three resumes, Johnny. I'm just gonna go ahead and go there. Uh, I've got a resume that is a winner's resume. Uh, there There was a point in time in corporate America where man, people wanted to be me. You know, I lived a rock star's life. I had a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars entertainment budget. I was high profile, I knew powerful people, I could make stuff happen and people wanted to be me and that was a winner's resume. What happened is after I started drinking and getting depressed, all of a sudden I began a loser's resume uh, and that loser's resume was, I was an alcoholic, uh, I, I was homeless, I slept on inner city sidewalks. I never got arrested my first 48 years of life, but got have been arrested 10 times since then. Uh, lost every penny that I ever made. That's my loser's resume. And if I had no other hope, Johnny, than, than those two resumes, why wouldn't I be suicidal? If I knew that I had one life and one life only and had it made and then totally blew it all, uh, if I had no hope, man, it'd just be the end of it. I would have no hope for life. But there's a, I've, I've discovered there's a third resume uh, and that third resume is an e- eternal resume uh and i know man johnny i didn't i don't know if i wrote this in the book or not but man my i've been saying for a year and a half now that my best life's in front of me and i just turned 63. my best life's in front of me i know it and i've always articulated it because i know it's going to be kingdom life well now i can articulate it much better because whatever life i'm left i'm going to be working on that eternal resume uh, I'm, I'm going to allow God to work through me to impact eternity. And that's all that matters to me. And being a great father to my two children is part of that. Uh, being a Bible study fellowship brother is part of that. Uh, but I've cleaned all the negative stuff off my slate. I no longer persistent sin. I still did for a lot of years, whether it was lust or whether it was self-medicating with alcohol. But, but the chapter seven in the book is about our identity in Christ. And I was running on such negative core beliefs during that loser's resume. You know, addiction can do something to you. And you thought you had it all, and then you blew it all. And shame just eats you alive. And you've got a negative tape that runs through your head that I'm worthless. I'm a loser. I blew it. And my identity in Christ has turned that around now. You know, I don't I don't identify that way anymore. I don't let those negative things fly through my head anymore. Um, it, it's not that i've built myself the same back it's that i've I've chosen to grasp a hold of god esteem
0: you know uh what you were saying about um living a life where the abuse wasn't shown from the outside the windows people right. looking in they didn't see the abuse and unfortunately that happens to a lot of people and um that's what uh hap- that's what the tragedies happen and you see these tragedies go well he grew up in a nice family. Everybody was happy. Um, people that are um, that are in an abusive family are the the greatest actors because they can right. actually right. flip on that script and say, "Hey, you know, everything's fine, everything's happy over there." So, yes, sir. So I completely understand about that because I too lived in that where everybody's like. You know, everybody's happy-go-lucky. Now there, there's a darker core inside. So I, I was relating to you about that. Um, Absolutely. So, so becoming this corporate uh juggernaut, uh, becoming this yeah. uh this man that that just wanted because you craved for for people to sort of like raise you high as a king. Absolutely. You know, you
1: Validate know. me. Put me on a pedestal. You bet. You know, That's and, what I was fueled by.
0: And that right there is one of the one of the sins, um, uh, what is it? Pride, because you 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 took that big huge uh hit in that pride, which caused you to go that downward spiral. And the one thing Absolutely. about down, downward spirals is it goes down quick. And, and if you're living a life, not for the kingdom and you're getting all these, uh, you know, all these, um, raises and you're the top of everything and all that, uh, it it falls quick because you're, you're not, you're not doing it through God's, God's view, God's way, the way he wants it. So. Living, living like that, when you went down and you started going down that downward spiral and all that, were you alienating yourself from your family? Uh, your- oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, yeah you bet. Um, my, the, the addiction set in so fast. Uh, and a person who had been 100% responsible in corporate America, man, I was a man of integrity. Now, I was a salesperson. And I was really good at it. So I influenced situations. Uh, but, um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't lie and deceive. I just, I was able to influence situations to my favor uh, to my products favor like Coca-Cola. But, um, you know, people knew me as a person that could be trusted as a person that, who could be depended upon as a person, uh, who could deliver results uh, as a man of integrity. And I'm telling you, once an addiction takes you over because i drank for 29 years socially but man those two years when i started drinking 24 7 and and the addiction set in all of a sudden you can become a liar uh you you can become undependable uh all of those things happen it crashes so fast because you you just go it's almost like you totally are a different person uh and once that starts happening johnny i always thought i was powerful over my situation i always thought i was in control and and with any addiction hopefully all of us come to an agreement pretty early on that we are powerless to it i knew the addiction i knew that um i finally confessed that i had a real issue with alcohol in 2008 uh and so my recovery quote unquote uh began in 2008 and i've been it for 14 years but i don't have 14 years sober i can promise you that but um I finally had to give in and confess that I was powerless. And I was powerless pretty much over everything. I, I discovered I couldn't control my ex-wife. My, my, my wife divorced me, took my 18 year old or my eight year old daughter with her, broke my heart. Oh my gosh, those, those next eight or nine years after that divorce, it wasn't so much about losing a wife. It was about losing daily access to my daughter not being able to cook breakfast for her anymore on weekends not being able to help her with a math homework not being able to tuck her in at night you know not being able to to just sit around and watch cartoons with her you know whatever it was and uh, losing daily access to her really sent me down a dark path uh you know and, and one of the things on my loser's resume was a failed suicide attempt you know i've got one of those and, and i've had other suicidal ideations it's amazing to me that even a believer can get to such a dark place that they think they're hopeless. And I've never been hopeless. Uh, but certainly as, as a believer, I can't believe that I that, that I allowed the devil to deceive me uh, into the point that I thought I was hopeless uh, because hopelessness is a scary thing. A lot of suicides happen because of hopelessness.
0: And you know that fear is, is the fuel of the enemy. So, uh, if Absolutely. you would if you would have um were more towards the kingdom when when all these these unfortunate events happen you know with your ex-wife leaving you taking your your child away you probably you most definitely would have saw it in a more uh holier uh way about it and uh because of uh you were living in the lifestyle with like one finger like you said one finger on on uh the kingdom and the rest in in the world yeah um you started feeling that you're losing that validation again because you know everybody's leaving you and you feel this downward and you feel like you're you're alone because you haven't really opened your heart up to god fully because god would have been there and, and i bet um I know it from example because I too my ex wife took my daughter away from me. I, I was distraught. I I wasn't I wasn't for the kingdom at all at that time. I was more about yeah. self I was more self than I was more selfless. Right. So I I lived that life. I went down to bottom of the of of uh tequila bottles and yeah. stuff like that until you know, the one thing about our Lord, he's a forgiving Lord. You mess up, he's a forgiving Lord. And uh, once he opened my eyes up to, you need to listen to me. And if you don't, if you don't listen to me, you're just going to keep on that downward spiral. You're going to go to eventually nobody's going to be around you. Because absolutely. Because you either flourish or you die. That's kind of, yeah, kind of dark. of thing.
1: Johnny, I'm, I'm, yeah, Johnny. I'm telling you, uh, I ran off every, pot everybody possible that I could. The only people that stuck with me were four or five people that believed in me far more than I believed in myself, and believed that I had a kingdom calling on my life. Uh, and I am incredibly grateful that Romans eleven twenty nine tells me. Somebody had to point this out to me several years ago, but it tells me that our God never revokes our kingdom calling and never revokes the spiritual gifts that he gives us. And so as much as I screwed up, God was just sitting there waiting for me to turn around. He was, he was standing. I think of the prodigal son story, man. And I understand it so much better now than I always did. I got chill bumps talking about this, but He, he's at that door looking out that window or looking out that door down that road, just waiting, hoping that his son crests that hill. Uh, and, and he was always on watch, you know, and that's how God was with me, always on watch. He was just waiting for me to crest that hill back towards him, and man, when, when that prodigal son crested that hill, the father ran to him and spoke life into him, didn't speak death into him, didn't judge him and condemning, but spoke life into him, uh, and that is, um, I, I, two and a half years ago, Johnny, I had I was, I, I finally kind of like my second suicide attempt. I didn't think about it at the time, but I had no place to go, no place to go, no money. And it was late at night in downtown Cincinnati in a very dangerous part of downtown Cincinnati. And I laid down on a corner uh, on a sidewalk and really when, when I went to sleep, I didn't care if I woke up or not, Johnny. And, um, but I did and I hadn't been mugged. I hadn't been robbed. And certainly I hadn't been killed. And that was the moment that was such a wake up call because I knew at that point, if I didn't let the Holy spirit take over my thought life about myself. And if I didn't surrender to God's will that I was going to die in my addiction at the end of a rope, you know, and that was the moment two and a half years ago where I finally said, Holy spirit, take me and, and and move me where you want to move me. Uh, and, uh, that, that surrender. Uh, has just continued to go these last two and a half years. And, and right now, and I'm not saying this has been long-term, uh, but right now I'm living a life of miracles. You know, it, it's like I, I feel the spirit every single day in my life, you know, and, and um, good things are happening. And even the bad things that still confront me, they're so much easier than they used to be but because I have my faith has grown so much stronger and my surrender has grown so much deeper.
0: Yeah, I I can feel you on that. It's um, uh, it's amazing once you start saying, "Hey, hey Lord, you know I can't do this alone. I feel like I'm alone. I'm I'm in the dark. I I need your I need your guidance. I need your love. Can you can you help me?" And, and then they start send, he starts sending. These these people to to be his voice piece yeah. to come out. You start bumping into people. Uh, yeah, maybe a, a a homeless guy walking by could say something to you, and it'd be uplifting. Or you you just Absolutely. bump into a child. I I've heard some really righteous uh, words from children. It's amazing how how uh, how children are so connected to God.
1: Um, oh gosh. I tell, I tell you I was uh, I was at church uh, this last week and and they all the, it was at an event where all the staff introduced themselves. I go to Life Church, the uh, the Rogers, Arkansas campus, and the when the youth minister got up to give his quick testimony, he said my life was out of control and I was so distant from God. And he said it was my three-year-old daughter that spoke life into me and said, Daddy i have been praying for you to reintroduce yourself to jesus christ uh and he said it changed everything about him out of the mouths of babes you know comes a revelation like that
0: yeah it's, it's just amazing what children yeah children can do to a soul can uh just bring happiness um i just i was thinking about um how how the children you know when they go to church their their mind is open it's like a sponge and right. and so it's it's good to have that kind of thought uh that kind of uh education to a child but but it, it's not only just to educate them but it's to open up the what they've already know mm-hmm. because god has blessed them and the innocence of children you know there there's there's something about it i i remember reading up on it i can't remember who was doing it but they said they believe that children know the the ways of the universe through god but when we grow older we tend to forget about it because we start living in the world more right i
1: totally agree with that
0: so um when you had that aha moment where you say hey god i can't do this um help me out how did that, that, did that struggle, was it still there? Did it start, uh, like, slowly uh, trying to even out the kilter?
1: Yeah, you know, one, one of the sayings that I give at the end of the first chapter in the book, and it, I'm not saying we need to talk about the book at all, but what I say is, since I was so performance-based, I always thought that I could be a super Christian. I always thought it was about trying And what I discovered that day was it's not about trying hard. It's about believing bigger and surrendering deeper. That's what it's about. Uh, And what happened that day is, man, my surrender went all the way through the roof. For the first time, I gave up on, on intelligent Tony. I gave up on my IQ. I gave up on my sales ability to influence situations. I gave up on all of that. A bottle of alcohol had whipped my butt. Uh, And I gave up on all of it and uh, just surrendered to God that like, Lord, what, whether you give me 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months, or 10 years, take me, do with me what you want. Uh, and, And Johnny, that's really been what it's all been about is in that deep, deep, deep surrender, man, God is out to blow our minds. You know and so so the result of my deep surrender is my faith has skyrocketed because i it's like i see his miracles periodically and regularly you know i I can i can and i'm not talking about old school miracles where where the dead are coming to life but let me tell you what i was dead inside and i came to life and i've seen that happen with other people too and
0: uh
1: i'm just mind blown you know why, why did i fight god for 59 years You know, why was I stubborn? But it doesn't matter. Whenever it happens, it happens. Uh, And for me, it happened at 59 years old or or 60 years old laying on that inner city sidewalk and and him waking me up.
0: Okay,
1: so... Let me summarize one thing. To fully give in to him, I had to fully give up on me. That was the surrender. I had to have no faith in myself to put all my faith in Christ I had to have no trust in myself to put all my trust in the Father and I knew I couldn't rely on my willpower so I put my reliance on Holy Spirit power.
0: Yeah because the the flesh's temptation is so strong uh that you have to say uh you know I'm going to I'm I'm giving in Lord I'm giving in I, I I'm tapping out I can't my flesh is deceiving me everywhere I go I have these Absolutely. addictions and these lusts and these things I, I need you to push away my, my, my fleshly desires and make me more of a spiritual desire. So not only can I be a, a, a good person for myself, my family, but for, for you, Lord.
1: So. Absolutely. You know, what that reminds me of is the back half of Romans seven where the apostle Paul is going, it doesn't matter what I do. I still sin. I know I don't want to do that, but I still do it, you know? And then he says, what, who can save this uh, miserable wretch of a man? And it's Jesus Christ. And in Romans 8, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 21 times. You know, so Paul goes from not being able to do anything in his flesh and with his flesh to totally surrendering to what the Holy Spirit came to do inside of him.
0: And that's the hardest thing for a person to do is surrender control. Because yes. us as humans like to be in control. They, we like to uh, have everything at our hands that that we can um, we can change the outcome that that we want to do it ourselves, and sometimes we're we're children and we mess up. So right. Uh, so we're going we're going to talk about your book. You know, I wasn't going to not talk about your book. This is an interesting <laughs> book here. So, uh, Triumph Surrender. Uh, how did this the How did this come like? Was this like a a uh, a book in the making, like tw- uh, 20 years in the making?
1: Uh, yes, according to the kingdom, yes. Um, I never wanted to write a book. I've got a sister who's an author and has written 20 or 30 books. I never wanted to be a Me Too sibling. So I really didn't want to write a book, but I journaled a ton. When I felt myself starting to get revelation from the Holy Spirit uh, I, I would journal it. anything that I felt was coming to me. Even after studying Scripture, I would go in and journal uh, what had come to into me and, and changes that were happening, whether it was in my mind or in my heart or in my life. Uh, and so I had like these six journals, and and they were all like like fragments of a of a mosaic, Johnny. It was like all they were all broken shiny pieces. But all of a sudden, one day, I looked at them, and they all fit together in this beautiful mosaic. And that that made up the chapters of the book. Uh, and so I had people telling me that if I would write a book, it would change people's lives. And I was like, no way. That's not going to happen, man. Uh, and one day, I sat down. I wrote out the table of contents, the 10 chapters. And I started writing the next day. And 10 weeks later, it was done. Man, and it, it just flowed. It was I can read back through it now, and I can't remember writing half of it. It was just an amazing experience.
0: Well, I usually chalked it up to old age when I forget (laughs) what I wrote. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. At one point in my life, it was blackout drinking, but um, then it's old age. But, um, you know, what what this does is it tells my story, uh, and I, I tell about every stupid decision I ever made in my life. And I tell the consequences of those decisions, but I tell where God met me uh, in those consequences and and walked me out of them. Uh, And so there's there's 500 scriptures in the 160 pages. They're all, um, all the footnotes are at the back of the book. So uh, I don't interrupt every page with scripture, you know, addresses and things like that. Everything's conversational. Uh, It's an easy reading. It just builds on itself. It talks about God's will for our life. It talks about God's calling upon our life. Uh, It talks about believing bigger It talks about surrendering deeper. And then I get into, you know, how I had, I tried to fill up my God-shaped hole with everything, Johnny. At one point in time, my hope was in my, my sexy wife. At one point, it was in a long, for a long time, it was in my high paying career one point, it was in my IQ. At one point, it was powerful people I knew, you know, and I put it in all these other things, all materialism and everything else. Never, never, never filled up that God-shaped hole. And so chapter six talks about, I came to understand that my only hope is in Jesus Christ. And, and that that was a revelation that he wasn't just here to help me in, in areas, but he was the only hope. And man after that i go into um identity in christ in chapter seven i go into holy spirit transformation in chapter eight uh in in chapter nine i talk about five divine destinations here on earth you know um, whether it's all of a sudden man the fruit of the spirit is manifesting inside of us that's a divine destination uh whether it's bearing spiritual fruit outside of us for the kingdom that's a divine destination when that starts happening uh, whether it is all of a sudden your 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 battles with the enemy aren't 15-round you know boxing matches anyway. Uh, they become sweatless. You it's it's like all of a sudden you can see the enemy from a thousand miles away coming. You know his tricks, you know what he's gonna do. These are divine destinations. Living, you know, experiencing the presence of God is a divine destination. So in in chapter nine, I go through five different divine destinations this side of heaven that we can experience while
0: we're here on earth. You know, this is a uh, 166 pages, which is not a lot of pages to, to read. Yeah. To, uh, it is easy to read for people that are, you know, has to have the glasses like we do. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a wonderful testimony. It's 166 pages of your testimony. And it's, it's a very well-written uh but it's a, it's a very soul spilling, you know, you're spilling out your soul to because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to flourish and, and to go out and be a disciple and, and, and sow more seeds of, of the kingdom. So, uh, this book here, you, you're not only an author, you're a speaker too, correct?
1: I am. Yes. I had a, Speak, you know, the crazy thing is I don't, even, I don't even try to solicit speaking engagements anymore, and they just come. You know, um, I will search out a few podcasts that interest me like yours, but uh, I had a speaking en- engagement last week uh, in front of the leadership team for Habitat for Humanity in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and they invited me to it three months ago. I had a podcaster in Perth, Western Australia, contact me about six months ago. I have no idea how he heard about the book, but God made it to Australia. And the book's available in some Australia retailers right now. Um, the, I've got, a fly to Cincinnati on the 22nd of this month and I'll spend six days there. I've got four speaking events in those six days to different audiences. Uh, and, and then in August, there's uh, something called um, Revival Mason, uh, that I've been invited to where it's not fully confirmed yet, but to speak there too. And, and, you know, it's Johnny, it's all about, I used to share my story for my glory. That was me in corporate America. But now man, I share my boneheaded story that includes, you know, my, my ultimate surrender, but I got to share my story. If I'm going to point to God's glory, See, see, I can't dilute my testimony. I couldn't pull out any of the stupid decisions. Say, oh, I don't really feel like sharing that. If I would have done that, I would have diluted the the glory of God in the turnaround. Uh, and so, um, that's when I get to speak. I speak now about the three resumes, uh, and uh, I just I point all the glory to God. And and the knee, I know it's I know it's hard to surrender, but my gosh, that is where the miracle happens.
0: Yeah definitely uh well we're going out of time here um if you want to um if you're interested in reading his book it is um you can purchase his book on amazon uh you can also go to www.triumphsurrender.com and it has a little story about him on there it's only about tony so if you want to hear more about his his journey uh, I do highly recommend this book. And like he said, um, you know, this book has been all over Australia podcaster. Um, and, and it's, it's got a, it's got a meaning to it. Um, it might, for some people, it might not work for them because it's not tailored to them because God has it tailored to certain people. Um, but, but if you, if you, would love to read it. I'll have it down on the description of this podcast. So you can uh, click on there. Uh, if you want to um, send uh, Tony some emails or some praise reports or, or even uh, do the, if they want to talk to you about their life, do uh, do you mind them uh, counseling them?
1: No, heck no. There, let me give um, two things. Uh, I'll give a telephone number that they can text me at or call me at. Uh, it is 504-384-3888. Uh, so that's a telephone number that you can get to me on. And uh, hey, anybody calls up and asks for help, if, if it's somebody that wants to publish a book, doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm here to help and speak uh, life into anybody. And then the easiest email address, I've got more complicated ones, but just triumphant surrender at gmail.com uh, comes straight to me in real time uh, and I will answer
0: anything and everything. Awesome. Uh, again, it's been an honor to meet you fellow Texan and That's right. fellow art, right. art, Ar- uh, Arcus- I, I never really knew if it was Arcus, Arcusonians, Arkansas. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Who knows? I, I lived there for a while. Uh, but I, I guess I wasn't part of the, uh, part of the tribe over there in arkansas but <laughs> you know it, it's an awesome to hear about your your testimony about about living from the world to uh, surrendering to god and living for the kingdom okay. now and now that you're out there uh, watering the seeds of of eternity to to people that have unfortunately in this world we live in has forgotten that God is the true answer to happiness, to salvation, to forgiveness. Absolutely. Uh, yes. With with the technology today, I'm glad I'm I'm able to battle the enemy's podcast. Absolutely. With my podcast and Absolutely. using and and having great guests like yourself um, coming on the show to uh, shout out that testimony that God is good, and it doesn't matter yes. what your age. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are that um, God is there for you and God will change your life. All you have to do is just open up to him. Well, that's all I got today for Taco Talk. My name is Johnny Tacos. I pray that you all, you all have find peace within God and that you open your hearts out to Jesus. Uh, with with that, y'all have a y'all have a blessed night. Taco tacos the canasta, tacos! You my friends now we're having soft tacos later. This is the Johnny Tacos Show.